Not heard the latest about pooping prime ministers? What podcast have you been listening to? Because it definitely isn't the Totally Buzz podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and totallybuzz.co.uk. So what are you waiting for? Tune in now to hear all the latest news from around the web on the Totally Buzzed podcast, the only place to be totes buzzed. Football beef! Disclaimer, the following is an opinion-based podcast. Welcome to part one of Football Beef's Premier League preview of the 2022-23 season. I'm Laura, your usual host of Football Beef, and breaking down the first 10 teams set to compete in England's top flight this season, I'm joined by John the Geordie Messiah Squires. How are you, Squires? Uh, I am I am fantastic. I'm looking forward to the season starting. It, it feels like it feels like it's been a while since there's been any football, like Premier League football. I know obviously we've had the women's Euros, which is which is like like fantastic, like a brilliant result. So that's kind of kept me going a little bit. But I'm now sort of ready to get to the Premier League. I'm ready to support the tune again. I think with this season, because we have the World Cup in the middle, I feel like we've missed Premier League football for a while. But then I look at the fixture list and I'm already looking at it going, that's a lot of football in like quick succession. And then we're having <laughs> yeah, a while. There's a lot of it's, football. We're going to be three weeks in. I'm like, it feels like the Premier League's been here for months. I can already see how this is going to go. <laughs> I am sick of football. Yeah, I can already see. It. Well, we're going to get into why I'm going to be sick in three weeks. We were, I already know. But we're going to do our Premier League preview use me and you part two will be me and tommy so if you listen to football beef you'll be familiar with both these people but if not go back and check out why you should listen to our opinions where we debate legends of football and these two have a little debate off every so no, often um, Tom, tommy is a good guy tommy knows his football yes and i'm just here apparently so on that big build up for me shall we uh start we're gonna go through the teams alphabetically because that is the easiest way to do it. That way everyone gets a few moments. So we're doing only the first 10 teams this and then part two. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that, Laura. Go on. We're going to kickstart with Arsenal. Arsenal, who finished fifth last season and have already made notable signings as of recording of Shinchenko, Jesus and Vieira. They've obviously made a backup goalkeeper, Matt Turner, and there is other signings that they're working on and have made, but I've just singled out them three because I think they're the biggest game change into your opinion. Squiggy, how are you feeling about Arsenal? Let's keep this basic. I don't know with Arsenal because... The 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 good signers there, you know, um, Jesus, brilliant signings, Zinchenko, you know, both proven Premier League players. I'm not, I don't know loads about Vieira from Porto, but obviously he's coming from Porto, who are a very strong team in the Portuguese league. So you know, there'll be some experience there, probably Champions League experience. So there's three good players in there. All but attacking, you know what really, because Zinch- yeah. Zinchenko's a defender, but he's a very attack. He's more, yeah, defender. he's more of an attack minded defender. Yeah, and I think, but again, I think Arsenal's problems defense. You know, you can, and obviously they've lost quite a few players obviously they lost Aubameyang in January they've lost Lacazette as well so they've lost kind of their two their two strikers over the course of last season but I mean Jesus has been scoring goals in pre-season for them he's he is a goal scorer he gets into positions so yeah it'll, it'll be interesting I think they need to cut out the defensive issues they've had and this is sometimes they don't have that bite in midfield as well well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say they'll be fine because not as if they're ever going to be relegated but I don't, I don't know whether they'll make the top four they'll probably definitely be up in the running for top six but whether they can break into the top four where they probably should be based on history we'll find out won't we see i'm really looking forward to uh arsenal watching them play this season because i think obviously the place they seem a lot there's a lot of good energy and good vibes about them when they're in pre-season and like the signings they make i think it's probably a lot to do with jesus because it's like even though he was like not always guaranteed to start at man city that excitement of having that brazilian striker who does have an eye for goal like i get that people say about his goal you know he hasn't yeah. scored over a certain many 
is he a guy that can get 20 odd but you feel like playing consistently as a striker being the number one guy his goal tally will surely go up like I know it's like XG and XA and they're like oh yeah. he misses so many chances but you know, different teams because that's because Man City create a lot you know <laughs> like at the end of the yeah, day yeah that's the thing I think there's I think there's probably well Man City create a lot but also he's probably he was probably in a lot more pressure at Man City because he's like if I if I don't score here I'm, I might not play for the next month or two months because Pep will just rotate me out for De Bruyne to play up front or something like that if you know what I mean yeah like a force your position isn't guaranteed or you might be you've just come off the bench you've got 10 minutes that's when your chances come and yeah. you you're not as sharp as you should be because you haven't played that 90 minutes yeah. like it sounds really silly when you're like well it's an easy chance you should have missed it regardless you come on but I always just think of Mark Noble when he came on to take the penalty and he missed and I feel like he would have scored the penalty if he'd been on the yeah, yeah. you need the little bit of warm-up in-game action you need you know it's, even as a good a player you are if you're not playing consistently yeah like coming on for 20 minutes here and there in, in the Premier League as well which is fast paced you're not you're not going to be able to hit the ground running for those 10 minutes you might get chances but if you're not warmed up and ready for them then you know there's there's a chance you are going to miss them but if he's if he's playing the full 90 minutes at, at Arsenal then I think you should and obviously they've got Nketiah as well he had a good end end to the season when with Arsenal with Bamian leaving kind of probably benefited him in a way I mean I don't see how it did but he suddenly went from you know we might use you to you know what here's this new contract yeah. You're going to get game time here. Future's bright. Yeah. And obviously Odegaard and everyone like that. So they've got they've got a good, there's a good team there. But whether they've got that spine, like the, the gritty kind of spine, if you know what I mean. That that's they seem to have always on. missed them for a while. It's like the classic Arsenal team you think of, like Vieira, not the new Vieira. They went got one, but that sort of like, they had that bite and bark and you've always thought them a bit rough. Martin Keogh. It's all them iconic yeah, like images Keogh, of and Vieira. Even like, even Fred Youngberg got stuck in. He was a, he was more of like a winger but he was never scared to get stuck in and obviously they've never well they've never ever replaced Vieira they had Arteta in midfield but yeah no I just I just think they're missing that well obviously they're probably they're probably missing Bruno who came to Newcastle that was probably what the, that, that's literally what they probably needed in the middle in the middle of their midfield to break up play and be able to pass it around because Bruno's not scared to get stuck in well the window's still open and it will be open for the, you know a few of the first games so yeah. who knows they might they're not going to sign Bruno calm down they better not sign Bruno <laughs> that'd be amazing if they did <laughs> podcast would age terribly for you just your tears just to come back for a crying special no I'm never but, never talking about football ever again if that happened but that's the type of player you could see them bringing in and stuff in regards to like uh, where I think they'll go I mean I think they're only going to go up from fifth I think I think it was really disappointing They, I don't want to use the word bottle but really disappointing they missed out on fourth considering the position they were in and they just faded away at completely the wrong time Yeah. but they are quite a young team I like it might be the fact the all or nothing trailer plays in my head regularly with the bits of them going we're a young team, you know, we can improve in that. But they are quite... Just, the season should have helped them. Now they've got that one in the bag, no excuses. All these players should have improved and be better Yeah, the players are a little bit more, like, hardened from that. Obviously, like, Saka... I mean, Saka's had a, a tough year, really, hasn't he? But obviously, he's probably going to come through that a lot better, obviously, missing the, the penalty in the Euros and then not qualifying for Champions League with Arsenal. So, you know, so he should have a little bit more, probably, mental toughness about him, I'd say, going into next season and probably, like, not wanting a repeat of that. But I just don't know. Obviously, you'll probably talk about it with Tommy you know obviously you've got Man United new manager Tottenham making some signings and we'll come on to a couple more of the teams who'll be up there as well I'm just not sure that they're good enough to break back into the top four just yet see I wrote my drafts but I've got them down as third but I don't know if I've been bought into the hype a bit but I will ask you about this how do you feel about Arteta because obviously the manager is quite important because they're building all round division they keep saying these signings are like you know fully supported by Arteta these are players that he sees and envisions so they're really you know gifting him all the tools if you know 
what I mean. We're going to get into a few teams that they've been like, you can yeah. tell this is the manager. Do you think he is the man to make Arsenal back up there? Or is that one of the reasons you have a little bit of doubts? I don't know how you feel about Mikel. It's weird. I th- he, he obviously knows how to, to set a team up. You don't you don't take over a team and like get them up there. But I just don't know if he's got... I don't know if he's, just, again, like like the Arsenal team. I don't know if he's just got that, that toughness about him to basically say, right, lads, be better sort of thing. You're not good enough, if you know what I mean. He just seems more like a, I'm going to put my arm around you. It was good, but we could do this. We could do that sort of thing. I know these signings look the same. We're back in Arteta. We're back in his vision, signing these players because they're Arteta players. But if Arsenal are struggling early on, again, you know, there's every chance he might get the push because they were struggling at the start of last season. And then they just went on that unbelievable run while other teams also failed to do anything as well, which put them into that position. And then they sort of went off the boil at the end of the season as well. So it's an interesting one, but I think you'd be under pressure. I like the fact that you're going to keep it safe. So I'm just going to ask you straight out because you seem unsure about the top four, but do you think then they finished fifth last season? Is that sort of the position you can imagine them just solid, solidary? They're not going to push on even though they've made these signings? Yeah, I think I think fifth. I'm just going to say they're going to finish fifth. I'm going to say they're going to do better. So Arsenal fans like me more. That's all I'm going to say yeah. if you're listening. But I'm going to say everyone finishes in the top. I'm going to do a whole Bruce Forsyth. Everyone's my favourite. No one's getting relegated. Uh, no. You know. Anyway, should we move to Aston Villa? 14th last season. Some notable signings. Obviously, they've kept Philip Coutinho, who it was up in the air because big money involved to get that over the line. More so because of, you know, his profile and wages. And Diego yeah. Carlos, who I think Newcastle were linked to. So yeah. they got him. So I'm sure you've got some views there. How are you feeling about Villa going to the new season? Is Gerard ready to kick on? Because 14th isn't great. This this is going to sound very Newcastle biased, right? And people are going to go, oh, but Newcastle spent this and spent that. Gerard got so much praise for what he did to that Villa team when he took over last year. Yeah, the finish behind Newcastle, who hadn't won a game for the first 11 games of the season. So I think he's he's done well, but he, again, he, he did well at Rangers. But, you know, if, if you manage Rangers or Celtic, you don't really have to be special I mean, to do I anything. I Rangers, he brought them up because they had been behind for so long and just couldn't get back up with Celtic. And then he come in and he sort of won the league. Yeah, I think but, again, but again, it's always it's generally always between those two oh, teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. You're not yeah. looking over your shoulder yeah. and looking at everyone else. And Don't get me wrong, but I will say for... This is going to yeah. sound really weird. For the first time yeah, in like ages, it was a huge deal that Rangers actually did it. And I think him in the Europa League deserves immense yeah. praise. Because... Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, but I didn't really do loads of further. They had a good start when he took over. But again, they they kind of went off it a little bit. Obviously, Coutinho coming in, he did well. You could tell he was a little bit... He wasn't match sharp when he first came in and obviously he scored still. So it'll be interesting to see what he's like with a full preseason under his belt at Villa. Diego Carlos, obviously Newcastle were interested in him in January, but I think Sevilla quoted, I think it was between 35 and 40 million for him. And Newcastle weren't going to pay that. 26 million, I don't know, is it good business? I'm not sure. We'll find out. He's a, he's a good he's a good centre-half. He's He doesn't mind a tackle. He's He makes a few rash challenges every now and then. I know he, he does like a red card, so you like him based on your FIFA. <laughs> I love a little, um, bit, I love a little bit of a tough shit house. you stand his ground. <laughs> it's true. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting again to see how he adapts. Um, obviously, Kamara from Marseille on a free, that's a, that's a good signing. He's a he's a good player. So that's a nice solid signing that actually balances out with the higher profile spend sort of vibe. Yeah. So that, that, I have yeah, to admit that it's a bit slick. Yeah, they've done a, they've done some good business with obviously getting Coutinho permanently for only seventy million and bringing in a centre half because I think well you know I don't rate Ty Rummings. Um, no. And I think sometimes he's at fault for a lot of the stuff that Villa conceded towards the end of last season. There was a lot of times where I would watch a game. I even put this in the group chat we shared that I feel every time I watch Aston Villa on TV because I, I don't see every one of their games because I'm not an Aston Villa fan. But anytime I saw them on TV, there would be something that Tyrone Mings did that would have me questioning. Him 
him. Like, and I just always felt bad because yeah. I felt like I was picking or singling him out. But I'm like, no, that's 100%. I've replayed it. That's 100% his fault. Like, he seems like such a nice guy. And I get yeah. that he has that heroic sort of last, you know, that mentality you really want in your team. Like, I understood why he was captain, which we can touch on because he's not no more. But it's that energy. Like, he has so many good qualities. But then you look at him and you're like, I just don't trust you one on one. You make yeah. me nervous. Yeah, and and again, maybe maybe Carlos is is he going to play alongside him? Is he going to play instead of him? It'll be interesting to see what they do. But I'd I'd say fourteenth was probably disappointing for the last year, especially when they kind of got rid of Dean Smith, who, who in fairness to him hadn't done anything wrong at Villa. Really, he got hit uh, with an I injury don't... crisis at the worst yeah. time, and that really cost him his job. That's how I view it. And then yeah, I don't think he did anything wrong. You know, the the played the played okay football. They weren't spectacular under them, but they were they were solid. They were tough to break down. With a few signings, they could have kicked on under Dean Smith I know he signed a few players but there was like a few blips but you can yeah. see the same sort of energy I don't know if I have more faith in them to finish high with Gerard, yeah. even though I rated the job he did at Rangers I'm not too sure yeah, I think I think the will but I'm not sure how much higher um, but again as, as a Villa fan you should be looking you should, probably should be looking for top 10 I would say top 10 really? is the max I would go with them I can't see them finishing higher than that like I can't see them being in top 6 if you said to me Villa are going to finish 10th like offer it to you now based on the team side of what's going on around them probably take yeah. it and be like that's a really good offer <laughs> I think it's also not helped that I don't overly rate their striking options like uh, Watkins Watkins yeah yeah um, recently Gerard confirmed that Cameron Archer would be involved for the season he was on loan at Preston last season he's one of their highly rated youngsters which yeah. I really love them using the youngsters because I love the fact that he um, used Carney Chuck and Wemba <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say it I know it's Carney Chuck I know, who, I know who you mean you yeah. know who I mean the thing but Chucks I have no idea if I butchered his name yeah. it's really hard it's like the best name in football to me but Chucks who I'm going to just shorthand it but also I like the fact they used Ramsey because he was a real standout player last season Yeah. but I like the use of youth but obviously you always take that you don't rely on what you'll get youth form up and down they're learning but it's just that like sometimes I look at them and I'm like aside from Watkins and I know they got like goals for Coutinho and that I just I don't know because it's like consistently you want to look at a team and go he'll definitely get 10 goals he'll definitely get 10 goals and while I rate Watkins yeah. I, I sometimes I'm like yeah he, he just seems to miss a lot but it might just be the fantasy football when I had him in my team and he did nothing for that whole yeah. period no he, he does that he'll score goals in like bunches if you know what I mean so you'll go through like six or seven games where he'll score for those six or seven games but then he'll not do anything for the next six or seven games that's what i found with him in my fantasy team as well yeah he yeah. scored 11 last season so he got above 10 respectable yeah. ings yeah. is still there so danny ings is a is a just he's just a goal scorer and again maybe with the players around him obviously kamara coutinho you know if ramsey has another great season again you know they'll create chances for him if he plays and, and if you play danny ings danny ings will score goals it's provided he stays fit danny ings will score goals yeah um, but again yeah it would have been probably nicer for them to sign a striker but like you said before there's still there's still time but obviously the closer the more once the season starts it gets harder to, to sign a goal scorer I find because clubs who obviously have that goal scorer playing for them don't want him to leave because you want a replacement and then it's yeah. like can you get a replacement and then... yeah whereas if it was right at the start of the transfer window it's probably a little bit easier because there's no you're not relying on them at that point I mean I, I like Danny Ings I don't think he had the best like I thought he'd do more last season when he signed for them I don't know why it's just probably because I was like he got I mean he got it amongst the goals but I think it's obviously the rotation thing as well Aston Villa they're not consistent playing Ings and Watkins together which affects how many goals if you're not on the pitch you can't score 
sort of energy. Yeah. The other thing we should probably touch on, like I referred to, is the decision to change captain. I mean, Ings got seven goals across all competitions. It's not not bad. Anyway, yeah, but they've changed mm-hmm. captain, which I think was a huge is a huge thing to do. It doesn't really happen. <laughs> so I kind of feel like we should touch on it in terms of Villa, because obviously Mings is no longer captain, McGuinness, who's a fantastic player, another one who gets stuck in. So you know me. Love it. Yeah. We've had this discussion like away from this about Newcastle not changing the captain. And obviously there's been a lot made about that as well, like the opposite way around. But but again, like I said about Newcastle's captaincy, as long as you've got leaders on the pitch, it, it doesn't really matter that much who your captain is. But the only problem I find with the way Villa have done it is that obviously like they made a, made a big announcement that Mings wouldn't be captain anymore. But they've not really like, I don't know, I wouldn't say McGinn is a, a player who could play there for a while, like a future Villa player. Whereas Mings will probably be at Villa for a long time because other players want to, teams will want to buy him. But it's an interesting one. But then is he is he being stripped of the captaincy because he's just not going to play at all? You would be worried if you were Ming. Because yeah. it just feels like a downgrade. But then maybe it's just they think it's the character, the personnel that McGinn, McGinn is more of the player you want. He's going to put the arm around the youth. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it's more like a backstage decision now with captains and stuff. It's what they do out of view that you don't see. But yeah. Anyway, we're going to move from Villa because I feel we're both going top 10 finish at best. We're expecting them yeah. not to be in the relegation battle. Yeah. We're going to move on to a team that I'm, I'm expecting to be in the relegation battle and it's Scotty Parker's Bournemouth who finished second in the championship last season. They have signed notably Ryan Fredericks, Joe Rothrell and Marcus Tavernier. So that's some signings for you. I know all these players. I'm not really enamoured yeah. by any. I think Bournemouth will be straight back down. They need a centre-back. They're kind of like the other... They just, they just need, they just they need, need a lot. team. Need like a The last time they played in the Premier League they had Callum Wilson up front and they had Ryan Fraser on the wing and them two linking up. That probably kept them up for quite a while because of the goals and the assists between them. They've come back up now. They've got Solanke. Don't really rate him as a Premier League striker. Think he's good enough in the Championship. Yeah, so I think I think they're going to struggle to score goals, and I think they're going to struggle to keep clean sheets. To be perfectly honest with I you, I think they they they're like Fulham. They need Premier League defenders at the back. They need something. They need centre backs that give me faith. And I look at their team, and I'm like, this isn't this isn't strong on paper. You know, what I mean, it might be a great team unit and stuff. And Parker does yeah. love like obviously as a Fulham fan, I'm very familiar with how Parker plays and Parker ball. He will be able to grind out clean sheets because even when Fulham went down 13th best defence or something ridiculous that season because thing but there was times that he basically got clean sheets at the limit in the team by being like not pushing for wins when he should which meant we didn't get the points we needed to stay up and then we ended up losing goals or shipping on goals which didn't get you the game because we sat back I do worry for Bournemouth in the same sense like I think Fred Fredericks is a solid signing I would have loved him he's a free transfer he's a great right back I think he is Premier League quality I know there's like question marks still just because of the injury stuff he had at West Ham in and out and he never really nailed it down for long yeah. enough for you to go yeah yeah but I'm I'm worried about them at both ends basically like you said but I'm maybe a little bit more open that I think Solanke had a rough time playing all his games in the Premier League you know because there was a lot of pressure on him at Bournemouth when he signed for the big money Yeah, but he did grow as a player in the Championship I will say that it wasn't just he went down the league and found his level I think the spotlight was off him more the relax but you could see his game got better so I wouldn't yeah. write him off but at the same time it is like a huge like this guy has had loads of chances in the Premier League and played a lot of minutes considering his age yeah. where are we at with him he's basically got to come good this season not just for him but for Bournemouth as well I will say I'm interested to see how Joe Rothwell does I don't know how familiar you are with him no idea well basically he played for Blackburn he's centre mid I actually got this quote because I thought it was good obviously he's a fantastic dribbler like you know holding the ball pushing it forward like a type of play you really want Premier League they're so yeah. red someone who holds it retains go but Tony Mowbray when he was managing um, the 
this quote is from October 2021, but it made me, I was like, you know what? I need to tell you this quote. Describe you as his technique and his outstanding ability to run the ball. It's not just good. He's the best in the championship, in my mind, at running with the ball and would be one of the best in the Premier League. Traore and St. Maxim at Newcastle. There aren't many people who run with the ball like Joe Rothwell. So that quote alone just made me excited. You know what? He might be one of those quietly stunned from the sign from the championship, gets his opportunity in the Premier League, cracks on it. Because he's 27, yeah. so it's like peak years now. Yeah. Uh, when you've said it like that, I'll be interested to see how he plays in there. But it's still a lot of pressure. Because basically, if you said the Premier Fredericks, League. Joe well, Rothwell... I think it's going to be a long season for them. Fredericks, Joe Rothwell, Marcus Tavernier. I think they're all good players and done well at the championship level, especially. I know Fredericks has Premier League experience quite a bit now. But if you said they were the signings for a championship team, I think they were like high-end signings for a team going for promotion if you know what I mean I don't necessarily yeah. go oh yeah that must be a Premier League team that signed this trio so I've got them down to be relegated I think it's going to be a long season I'm so sorry Bournemouth but yeah. yeah sorry Bournemouth signs I think it'll be a long season I think probably the best you can hope for is probably fourth bottom yeah you, just hope for survival we are moving on to Brentford who finished 13th last year uh, in their first Premier League season obviously Aaron Hickey Lewis Potter and Ben Mee are notable signings how are you feeling about Brentford going in the season because obviously the loss of Ericsson was also quite a notable factor that's hanging over them. Well, I don't know too much about the signings they've made, but again, they were they had a good start to life in the Premier League early on. And then I think towards the end, they got found out a little bit, a bit like Hull when they first came up. And I, I, I worry about that second season syndrome with Brentford, just because I think teams have probably found out about the, how they play. And again, obviously, Ericsson came in, probably transformed them a little bit that second half to, to help them a lot more. But they've lost him. And again, I don't know much about Aaron Hickey, Ben Mee, good defender. He's a very good defender, but again, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't really know how they finished, where they finished last season because the games that I saw of Brentford, they were very, they were incredibly lucky. And I'm sorry, Brentford fans, you might hate that, but they were very lucky to get some of the results they got. Like, I think there was a 3-3 draw against us. And I think all three of their goals were from deflections or mistakes. So make of that what you will. I think they will finish lower than 13. I confidently say that. But then I will say there's rumours about to sign Damsgaard, who obviously made a name for himself with Denmark. I know who, I know that name. I, yeah, he was big at the Euros. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one way to place yeah, Ericsson. that's why I know that name. Yeah, he scores something. So if that goes through, that'd be a big deal for them. Lewis Potter was highly rated at Hull, so it's I know he's as... one to watch. Aaron Hickey comes with a big reputation. I, I I don't know why his reputation is so big, but I know, like, you know, he was highly touted, so many teams in for him and stuff like that, so. I think I signed him on Football Manager. I will say the big thing for me is how Ivan Tony does, because yeah. I don't like the fact, this is, makes me sound Alec Brentford, in the sense that this is really objective when I say this is I know Ivan Tony scored 12 goals but five of those were penalties so a part of me is like it's still like he has something to prove for the reputation to be a Premier League you know level striker that you rely on yeah. like that like you got your 12 goals but I'm pointing out five were penalties yeah I mean Tony did look good I know he scored if you look at his goal scored but it's hold up play and like his strength and everything I think he did a solid job I don't think he did as well as people like rating that he might yeah. go for 40 million I've, this season that's why yeah. I'm at with Tony that that's, I, I thought he was going to do better than he did, but look, but watching him, he did enough for a team like Brentford, yeah. but not doing forty million worth of Ivan Toniness. That's Ivan a phrase for you there, Ivan Toniness. I do Ivan Toniness. I will say I'm putting them down to be a potential dragged into the relegation battle because they were kind of dragged into it last season with how bad yeah. their results got. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think they'll, I think they'll be fine, but I think they will be, they'll be looking over the shoulder a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they'll be rolling up their sleeves, but I think there's three teams worse than them. I do too. We're gonna move on to. 
Brighton now, who I honestly think are one of the most interesting teams going into this new season. Is obviously they finished ninth last season. They made some notable signings. I well, I looked up who their signings are. I I'm not really familiar with any of them, which it does seem to be the Brighton way that they seem to sign players I've never heard of or from leagues I don't regularly watch, and then out of nowhere these turned out to be sensations. They flip. Yeah, I was just looking at the signings there, and the are they all twenty or like below twenty and below? So obviously they're quite young players. Brighton are an interesting one because obviously they had a they had a brilliant season last season and you'd, you'd ex- I think they will push on from that but I don't know how much they'll push on I don't know if they've hit that sort of their ceiling if that makes sense without having to splash out on a like a big name proven Premier League player because obviously losing Basuma to Tottenham it's a loss but they, they play good football Brighton they play really good football they're, they're a joy to watch they're everything you want from a Premier League team they don't overly flex their cash they have a very likeable yeah. manager they have a great system you, f- yeah. you feel like they work hard for the victories which sounds because they're like not overcoming the odds because it's the Premier League so everyone's a certain level but it's that vibe of they're going against the big boys and you're not writing them off sort of energy yeah yeah when like obviously you say they beat the top team it is an upset but it's a oh bright it was Brighton oh yeah they must you know Brighton must have played must have played well sort of thing and you know I've obviously I saw them at St James Park they played they played well I, I think I think would beat them but I can't remember but you know they, they played they played nice football I think they need a goal scorer I think that's the only thing they're lacking because they do play a lot of nice football and you know more, more pay for me he's not he's not a number nine he's not a Premier League number nine I think I have more faith in Welbeck the only problem I have um, with Welbeck is and I think the main injuries. I think they mainly made yeah and to be honest I think they made it up to ninth was it because yeah, of how solid they were defensively but again you know we we still big Dan burn from them so I don't and know if that's the, you know the heartbeat of the team but it, but he, he was a he was a big player in that defence and I don't know if there's some I think someone pulled some stats together some probably Newcastle fan trying to prove that Newcastle only bought players to weaken their rivals but after Danburn left Brighton I think the the average more goals conceded per game than when he was there for like the second half of the season so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they go this season but again I, I think probably 8th or ninth for them I don't think they can I think the lack of striker stops them from going that little bit higher up because I, I think the big the bigger teams will, will go one one nil up a goal up and I don't think Brighton have probably got enough to, to scope without being hit on the counter-attack it's that do you think they can get two in quick succession you'd be like they might pinch a goal back but to get two to turn it around for the win you're like uh. like I have a lot of faith in their manager yeah. though so I will yeah. say that the other thing obviously hanging over oh, Brighton he's a, he's a great manager as of recording is Cucurella whether his future obviously he could be off to Chelsea's latest reports yeah. So that could be a lot. But then, you know, they get that money in. Could we see Brighton doing like her all their business in the last couple of weeks? Because the money's come in and they go spend it. There's still places to bring in. Because they haven't, you know, they've, they've only spent, what, they've still got 10 million left of the Basuma money probably, so. They've got potential to do what they want. I, like I said, I feel like they're always very shrewd in the market. Like, I've yeah. never, I never look at their signings and go, oh my God, wow, Brighton have signed. But then by the end of the season, I'm like, oh my God, like Brighton have benefited from having, I, I don't know, I just have a lot of faith in their transfers. I'm not sure what that's about. They just know what they want and what they need and they go for it. Yeah, so, again, oh, perfectly fine. So we're going to now move to Chelsea finished third last season. I even thought they could be title contenders last season. That quickly yeah, went. So did I. Yeah. I mean, I think I even tipped them on a different podcast to win the title just to be different from the Man City thing. Should it's just never go different. Never. No. I'm I'm actually gonna say I don't think they make the top four this season. I don't have the faith in them. I think they're the one who look like they'll lose their spot based on what they've done so far. Even though I like Sterling and Kula Bali, who are their notable signings, I think they're great signings. But I don't think with the players they've lost, like Rudiger 
Gallagher in that. I don't, I still think there's like question marks. I just, they seem to be going for players and not getting them. And they seem to know they need players. And to me, I'm like, I don't think you're going to yeah. get in the top four. I mean, they need a new defence, basically. Losing Rudiger, Christensen. Who's the other one linked? Is it Alonso linked to leave? Alonso's linked to leave, yeah. You know, they lose, they lose basically three of their probably four most consistent defenders last season. I mean, I'm not going to count Chilwell because he was injured for quite a bit of it. But that just leaves... Then, Cucurella for a reason. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Koulibaly, he's a, he's a solid defender. Again, he was linked with Newcastle when we had money, when we got money in. But yeah, Chelsea's an interesting one. Do you think they're going to top I... four? Because I'm going on the record and saying, I think they're going to miss out on the base I think, of where I they think are if, right now. I think if they did, it would be fourth. But I, yeah, I, I still think they will because I think I think the manager knows how to grind out wins and how to get them playing their best football. I think I think they'll be okay in, for the top four. But I'll be, I mean, I'll be interested to see what their defence looks like when they line up because Saar, French bloke, yeah. He, he's, uh, he's even linked to an exit, so... I wasn't impressed with him when he played. Uh, I mean, Kennedy's still there on the books, which is just weird. <laughs> he got so excited then. Got about him, I was like, Kennedy? Oh, I remember you. You did well at Newcastle. But yeah, I think I think top... I think top four still there just be- just because of the manager. If it was if it was that Chelsea team with Arteta as manager, then no. But I think the manager just gives them that little extra. But I'd be interested to see the def- what defense to line up with first game of the season, yeah. and then probably second game of the season, someone leaves and they sign someone else. But Phil, as of recording, if they don't make more signings, I'm happily saying they won't finish in the top four, and we will not be seeing Tuchel stand the bridge much longer. If you're not in the top four with Chelsea in that team, obviously it's new regime, so they're not. You don't know if they'd be as sack happy. I don't imagine they be happy if they miss out so i do oh, think no. sterling's fantastic signing I, I really think he's gonna do well but then i'm also like yeah. he's not enough for me to inspire me to go chelsea would be better I, I just don't think chelsea have improved i look at Ferdinand, and I, I feel like they limped over the line a little bit like in bits of the season it was just a bit hard grass hard to watch and we're gonna move to crystal palace now who finished 12th they've made some good decoru sam johnston goalie chris richards they've made some you know solid signings I don't know how you feel about them, but I feel they're adding and they're trying to build the Vieira revolution continues for part two. Well, Crystal Palace were one of my predictions to go down last year. So. They were my dark horses, so I felt so great. They were my dark horses on the sense that everyone could yeah. say they're going down and I had faith in you. I had faith in you, Eagles. Yeah, but but no, the, again, they played played some good football in the Vieira. You could see they had a, a different identity. And again, I think another year, another preseason with Vieira will, will benefit them really well. The, the players have signed, I don't really know much about them I'm not gonna lie you know but, Sammy Boy the goalie from West Brom I know Sam I know Sam Johnson yeah but the other ones I'm not I don't know that much about Chris but I think the most Munich, isn't he? probably the most notable thing is that they've obviously they've lost a few players again but not as many as last year because of all the players out of contract oh they flipped around didn't they so they're not sort of going through that phase of we need to replace everyone so yeah for me where did they finish last year did you say 12th or 13th 12th. again I think I think they'll be happy with that I, I can't see them pushing top 10 but I think I'd say 12th is about 12th. the same again I, I like why well, I like the signings of the quiet business they've done. I don't see it because of how everyone else is strengthened and stuff like that. I don't see the top 10. I, I think they could be a contender in a dark horse for it, but I think if you said 12 now, I'd, I'd take that again. Still think it's just a slow build. They're growing as a team. They're going to be exciting to watch with the likes of Olise, Eze, Zaha. This is like the first season in forever where I haven't read that Zaha's leaving, which is always a positive sign. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a weird one, Zaha. 
why not leaving not being linked with a move away I'll move back to Man U or whatever or Arsenal who apparently yeah. he loves secretly deep down and all that no, no, none of that none of that bullshit which is probably why it feels like you know what Palace are going places because they're not even bothering to link Zaha at this point that's it there's probably one yeah. article out there oh, there'll be one somewhere it's like you know there was always an article Andy Carroll to Newcastle or Dwight Gale to Fulham it was just standard yeah. business yeah I would say 12th that sort of I expect more of the same maybe a slight improvement maybe a cup run is where I'd go with Palace I think for a lot of those teams that are sort of hovering around those there's like they're not going to maybe improve much on league position I think the cup run for them will be will be everything yeah it's basically Crystal Palace seem like they're secure enough they won't be dragged into the relegation battle but I don't see them being good enough to push in for the European competition places now we're going to move on to Frank Lampard's Everton 16th <laughs> last season don't know why you laughed at that that's like it's his Everton team they finished 16th last season. Notable signings so far. McNeil, Tarkovsky. Obviously two guys who know relegation well. So always a good omen. Good players. Both of them are very good players. But just saying it's what they have in common. I'm going a little bit like Everton. I'm worried about being in the relegation battle again. Like their signings seem to be reliant on them. They've lost Richarlison, which is freaking huge. Yeah, Richarlison. I mean, again, if, if Calvert-Lewin stays fit, there will there'll be goals in that team. But defensively, they're just... They're just all over the place defensively, and I don't think I don't think Lampard really has a clue defensively. Like to be perfectly honest, signing Tarkovsky, he's a you know he's a good signing. Again, he was linked with Newcastle, but is he going to be the answer to problems? A, a defender from a team that got relegated, who didn't score goals and conceded goals. Um, Dwight McNeil for twenty million. Is Dwight McNeil worth twenty million? Probably not. I think. Like, I think he's. I think he's a decent player. He's I don't coming think... off one of his worst seasons. I think it's one of the problems. Like it's not the season where you're going to get excited. Yeah, well, he had the same. He had him. one less assist than Allison last year. Allison the Liverpool. Yeah goalkeeper yeah Alison had one more assist than him I like the fact that you've been sitting on that that's just yeah. brutal especially as Everton so you brought out a Liverpool <laughs> I mean that is brutal had to be done but again 20 you know they've, they're just they're just pissing 20 million away I, I think McNeil was a fine they could get their money but I don't think right I have a very low bar for Everton signings in terms of how much money they've thrown away over the last few seasons and 20 mil for McNeil doesn't yeah. set but off but again I, I think it's I think it's thrown money away again see I'm trying to be somewhat positive and my positive factor is at least they've made some signings I've got really no, I honestly feel really like I had this bad feeling about Everton this season like I said I like Neil and Tarkovsky if they were accompanied with other signings or if they were ad- being added to an Everton side that didn't look such a mess at times last season or yeah. if Richarlison didn't leave it's probably also in my head because I feel like he's that heartbeat like you rip out the heart of a team you can't just replace it with one match you know it's gonna take a lot more but yeah. maybe they're gonna yeah, have some and- grit determination to stay get through it uh, doubtful but I suppose we'll see again I think it's going to be to be honest I think they'll stay up because again I think this team's worse than them in the division I'm not going to say they're the, one of my guarantee safety people I, I'm confident they'll be in the relegation battle but no, they're not they're not but, I don't think they're going to be safe but, but, yeah they're going to be in the relegation battle but you're saying like oh but I think they'll have enough and stay up to me I can't even get to that sentence right now I they need some more signings for me before the window shut if anything I just yeah I, I'd be leaning towards they could go down rather than stay up which is not great sorry Everton fans I tried to be nice I also think it is a lot like you say about Lampard it's just that impression of Lampard his spell at Chelsea eh his spell at Derby for me I didn't really rate his time at Derby he he doesn't fill me with confidence as a manager who's gonna be like we're not getting relegated this season lads we're gonna stay up we're gonna have a really good season but yeah I think Everton are in they're in trouble this year probably probably the same amount of trouble as last year but maybe it could get worse it could get worse we're gonna move on to Fulham now who speaking of teams in trouble <laughs> hey 
They won the championship last season. They have made some notable signings. None of them are centre-backs as we speak. Polinia, Pereira, Solomon and... Mbabu. And, but basically, all fantastic players. The only issue is that Fulham desperately need centre-backs and a goalkeeper. I know Leno is meant to be on his way. Don't know if he'd be on the time for the first game of the season, which is, you know, not like we know we were being promoted for months or anything like that. Nope. But centre-backs, having good centre-backs is kind of fucking important. <laughs> to stay up if you're a team that's going to be under a lot of pressure. So right now definitely relegation candidates sadly and I definitely don't blame the manager. I generally look at the recruitment team. Quiggy as an outsider I feel like you're going to make my life worse and agree with me and probably add in another night. I'm a Fulham fan you know a lot more about Fulham than I do again the, when they came up last time they struggled. I know you said they had the 13th best defence but the str- to be honest no, they, looking at them the str- they started really slow because they didn't get their transfers done in time and threw away the yeah. first six weeks of the season which doesn't sound like deja vu yeah. or anything, and if you, guys. Like, apart, apart from Newcastle, no team can throw away the first six weeks of the season and expect to stay up, really. It's making like it hard for you yourself. We're basically yeah, playing with a, um, what's the, when you bet and you have plus two. And a handicap. Like a handicap, thank you. We basically yeah. handicap ourselves with poor recruitment. Actually, no, yeah. not poor, because these are all fantastic signings that I'm very excited about. I'm going to say we're slow recruitment in areas yeah. that we desperately need. It, it's, it's, I mean, again, you've brought in some good players there, but you desperately need I defenders see, because your defenders are your champ. Are they your championship defenders or are they still the defenders from the Premier League last well, time? Well, Tete is right back. You know, he. I don't even know how we managed to hold on to him. I think it went under the radar. I think he might have got a little bit of injury before the season started, so it kind of like put people off. But then he was fine. Like yeah. it was like a minor thing. But you're like, you saw, I feel like someone might have kicked him at this point now and hit him. <laughs> but he's really good at right back, and I have a lot of faith in him. And then we've got Kevin in now, who obviously is great cover, so that feels fine. But then you look at the other side, like Robertson. People rave about him but he's great going forward has speed and you know but defensively oh my god no he's got to work on that area of the game and he might he's still young do you know what I mean but I'm not confident in the Premier League because I wasn't 100% confident with him in the Championship and then centre back wise I really like Tossin and I think he did a solid job in the Premier League when he come in from Man City and I think he's good but he's got to have a partner with him that he can he he can't be the best of the two and I I love Tim Ream Tim Ream is fantastic Fantastic, and like a fantastic guy. He comes across on Twitter, he bats with fact. You know what I mean? He's accountable. He's like a captain figure without being yeah. a captain. But do I think he still has the pace and stuff needed in the Premier League? No. Do I think he will work really hard in mm. battle? Is he a, a centre back that if he came on for the last 20 minutes of a game, I would feel comfortable with? Yeah. Do I feel comfortable with him being the starter with no backup? No. <laughs> no, I don't. But that's where yeah. I'm at. Apart from, you know, again, even, even Kenny. Has Kenny done much in the Championship last season? Because um, I know obviously when you got he, when you got relegated he was a player that was probably going to leave but didn't he was injured the whole time I don't think he was ever yeah. going to leave because I don't think we'd ever have got anyone to take him because injuries no he came in his own and had his moments he basically got back to fitness and just when we kind of needed him that he's like again he's like a player I'm happy to have a squad depth I think his style he likes a lot of time on the ball which is why the championship suits him a bit better because he finds great passes yeah. like he did a pre-season ball recently in one of the games and it would just cut through the defence like his vision is great the problem is we're not not going to be a team that has a lot of the ball and has that time and that luxury so he's not a starter to me but uh... yeah I just I'm not I'm not sure about your team It'd be interesting to see how you go if you sign some defenders it might be a little bit different but it... I mean you only played Liverpool first game of the season yeah so I mean it's not, important. It's not just soul destroying or anything no uh, I think it's it's going to be how we survive and I think and I expect maybe a last day panic because that's how it always goes and again we'll get the players we need it not setting in it's how yeah. Marco Silva can get his smallened squad through the first weeks if you know 
know what I mean? And that's me being positive in the sense that I think the signings will come. They'll just be last minute. But if the signings then don't come, or, you know, we don't get the centre-backs and stuff we need, then I just think it's a very freaking long season because everyone would know in January Fulham are desperate for centre-backs and it would be even harder. Yeah. So at the moment, I will say we're going to get relegated. I don't want to say it because I want. I'm positively hoping that we will stay up. But if you hand on heart, put a gun to my head and said, will we be relegated? Yes or no? As of now, yeah. But I will say I do think Mitrovic will end up proving the doubt was wrong because I actually think we'll stick with him and get the game time and he has improved in the as a player in the last year or so. I think it's even shown in pre-season because he's been scoring against Champions League teams like level, which is something. It's a pre- I know it's a pre-season, but it's like a positive and I'm going to take Are you ready for the final, temp- t- final team you get to preview, Squiggy? On this I am part ready. One? Leeds United, hey, 17th last season. Uh, notably, they've signed Arison, Tyler Adams. So they've, they've did a lot of business basically, Leeds, because they've had a lot of influx of money after selling a certain Calvin Phillips. How are you feeling about Leeds? And Rafinha. Oh, and Rafinha. Sorry, and Rafinha, but I yeah. don't think Barca actually paid. It's a conspiracy theory. But yeah, there's the probably, no, there's probably no money from Barcelona yeah. there at all. So they've spent 42 million of Calvin Phillips money and a few bits over the pennies. Spotify gift know, vouchers. Like, I'm still shocked Leeds finished where they finished last year, to be honest, because it was it was just strange. They just they, they played the same front foot football that obviously they played to get up from the championship their first season in the Premier League. And then it just kind of, they were still playing it, but they just, they just weren't doing anything defensively. It was as if like they had 11 attackers on the pitch. Do you know in like kids football when everyone just runs forward? Yeah, it, it's actually very rugby-like. Everyone charges in one swift motion. It's like the arrow sort of formation. They all attack at the same time. Then they all panic and run back because their goal's empty. Yeah, yeah that's that's what it felt like watching Leeds last season. And obviously the, the struggle, you know, Calvin Phillips was out for a lot of the season. Bamford um, was missing. Bamford was missing. There was probably other few players. The defence was missing quite a few players as well. So, you know, I, I don't think they probably should have finished where they finished. Again, but now they've lost Rafinha and Calvin Phillips, who were, you know, they were pivotal in that team the season before. And I mean, without Rafinha's goals last season, they probably would have got relegated. So obviously replacing them is a big a big deal. And, you know, they've, they've signed some there's some good players they've signed there. Obviously, they've signed that, that Ro- is it Rocker from Bayern Munich as well, who's got, he's got Champions League experience. Yeah, they've, you know, so they're not, they're not signing rubbish players, but they're relying on these players to hit the ground running from, from day one because of the two players that they've lost who were so vital to their team. But so I don't think they'll be anywhere team. near danger this year. Yeah. No, I just, nowhere near danger. I don't know. I, I think they'll be perfectly fine. I mean, I say nowhere near danger. I don't think they're going to probably finish above 14th, but I don't think they're going to ever really be in trouble. Maybe the first, you know, month of the season when they're trying to find their feet. But I think after that, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll just pick up results here and there when they need to. Yeah, I think I think they'll be okay, to be honest. I, I feel like you don't agree. No, it's not that I don't agree because I've moved away from thinking they'll be relegated contenders because I've liked the business they've done. Because you look at all the players, they're not like the high, most high profile, but you look into them, you're like, oh, I see where this happened. You know what I mean? Like, I get why they signed him. He seems yeah. to have a good reputation, all that stuff. And I think a lot of the signs you go, oh, I see. Jesse Marsh knows him or he fits what Jesse Marsh's style. Then, you know, you read all the statistics and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, so they're fully back in Jesse Marsh. My problem is I don't know if we've seen all the exits yet because I've seen Harrison linked to Newcastle and stuff and I don't know if that's going to be a dead link or not. Depends how other deals yeah. go. But I feel like Leeds are going to be that team. And once again, they're just going to be a roller coaster ri- ride to watch 
as in you'll see them beat someone like Man United and then the following week they're gonna they get thrashed by Aston Villa and you'll be like what happened that's how I, I just I find I don't think I could sit confidently be as you and go they won't be in trouble or they you know what I mean you're not worried about them because I just I feel if things if the wheels don't settle quick enough and they make a wrong decision maybe with Marsh and sack him then you've got a whole thing it's just because of Bielsa didn't leave them a mess Bielsa left them in a squad built completely around his vision if you know what I mean so yeah. I think it's going to take longer than the half one and a half seasons to really fully implement a new manager with all the signings and everyone ticking and that level of yeah. increase in quality. Even though they've had money and come in and they've spent a lot and not shied away from the checkbook and they've sold. And t- There's just something about them where I'm like, if you said to me now, Leeds are relegated. Like, you know, come the end of the season, you've like got a magic ball. You, you've been told Leeds are relegated. It yeah. wouldn't be something that shocked me, if you know what I mean. And it's not the same <laughs> level you went, oh, Villa have been relegated. Palace have been relegated. I'll be like, oh, I see how Leeds ended up in that situation. It's not like I'm going to need a, how did they end up here? But at the same time, I'm like, they've done enough. I I think they'll be safe, but I I do think maybe they're going to be someone who could be fighting with their sleeves up. Kind of like the same energy that we've had with a few other teams. I don't see them going down, but I don't see them being, like, I wouldn't rest on my laurels if I was them. You've got to put your foot down, day one, pedals to metal. That sounds really vague, but it's it's just, I find they're going to be a hit and miss team. I think they'll be okay. I love how we've gotten it. Anyway, that's the first ten preview. But again, probably thought they were going to be okay last season as well, so. I mean, I didn't think they'd be okay last season, so I didn't think the season before, (laughs) so do you know what it is? I just have this... And for some reason, Leeds just give me anxiety. I've noticed. I don't know what it is. And to be fair, last season, I had no beef with them. I know this podcast is called Football Week, but I had no beef with them. I have no beef with them this season. I actually kind of like them in the league now that Fulham are with them. I like Ellen Road. Glad we're back together. I don't want to go down holding hands, just for the record. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That was first 10 teams preview. So thanks for joining us. John, Jordy Messiah Squires, do you feel you're going to regret doing this podcast? I feel like we've previewed a lot of teams who could potentially not do very well or worse than probably their fans expect. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to get some hate from some of these. So please, please at the King of Nothing on Twitter <laughs> if you want to discuss these. Yeah, same, same way. The King of Nothing also said really nasty things about Leeds. He's actually actively rooting for you to go down. So instead of moaning at me for being unconfident at him. But if you enjoyed part one, part two will be coming. So make sure you stay tuned to the football b feed also why not check out season one of football b where the debates continue happening and we fresh out and discuss certain pub debates that you hear all the time regarding football legends such as david beckham alan shearer shearer iron robin tim cahill and michael owen they're all in the vault for you to go listen to ahead of a season two that'll be coming at a later date and while you're at it why not follow us on twitter at buzzfootball where you can find out about the fpl league to boot and really show us what you know and how much more knowledge you have than enjoy enjoy the football that's the important thing whether you win whether you lose the important thing is to enjoy that football and if you go to the games enjoy the atmosphere or just unless you go to Aston Villa in heaven where there's no atmosphere I don't know which team's fans are coming after you Jesus Christ I mean always enjoy <laughs> the experience as, as a Fulham fan I say this with my hand on my heart just enjoy the experience of being in the Premier League sometimes yeah because you never know how long it's gonna last and then when you go to another league you might realize this is the league for you and you love it and you miss it and the feelings that you get from victories and eight nil wins six nil (laughs) beautiful that's how the that's how the Premier League opposition feels against Fulham I don't like you anymore anyway good night everybody goodbye